answer some questions. Sure. Go ahead. I, I'm okay. What do you want to know? When did you see your mother last, Jim? Yesterday afternoon. About one o'clock, I guess. Buddy drove me out to her place. Lieutenant, I don't get this. Mom never went out at night. Oh, maybe once or twice to a movie, but the park, she never went in there. When, uh, when you were with her, did she seem upset about anything? No, not a bit. We just sat around and talked like always. Now, what did you talk about? Anything special? No, the same old things. My job, the draft, my gas station. You've got a gas station, Jim? Oh, it's not really mine. It's one I'd like to have. It's out on Grand. The guy's going to sell out and retire. He used to talk about me buying it and going into business for myself. I'll never have that kind of money. Yesterday, Mom was kidding around that she was going to borrow the down payment for me. She ran into a wealthy old friend, she said. Now, who was that, Jim? Oh, some guy she knew 25 years ago. I worked for the same company up in Evanston for a while after my dad died. Uh-huh. She hadn't seen this guy since then, but, well, she ran into him on the street last week and recognized him. She got a big kick out of it. Did she mention his name? Yeah, it um, was Melvin something, um... Melvin, uh, Melvin Berry it was. You know where we can get in touch with him? No. Why do you want him? Well, maybe your mother wasn't kidding about borrowing the money, I mean. Mothers are funny where their kids are concerned, you know. Oh, by the way, uh, did you ever hear of a Leonard Elsner? Lives up on Dwayne Boulevard? Leonard Elsner? No. Wait a minute. That's funny. What's funny, Jim? But you mentioned that Dwayne Boulevard. Why? What about it? Why, Mom used to go up there quite a bit. She used to take a bus to the library up there. And, and what, Jim? I... I think she said that that's where she was, coming out of the library when she ran into this Melvin Berry. Yeah, about 30 minutes ago, Matt. He was on his way down to file. Oh, okay, thanks. Ben? Yeah, back here, Matt. Oh. Any luck? Yeah. You, we had to dig back into the desk for this one. Have a look. Melvin Berry escaped from state penitentiary February 1930. Uh-huh. Evanston had him for embezzlement. Tried and convicted up there in December 1929. Got five years. He's a nice-looking guy. Pretty dapper with that mustache. Matt, you see what I see? Huh? No, I guess not. Well, look. Skip the mustache. Forget it. The eyes, Matt. The eyes. Holy smoke. You weren't wasting your time checking on that alibi after all, Ben. Guthrie. Good. Put him on. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Willis. What? The checks? All of it? You sure? Okay. Okay, Willis. That's all. Don't tell me. Yeah. Elson's alibi is airtight. That's almost impossible. Matter of fact. Let's go, Matt. Go where? To the Elson residence, 105 Duane Boulevard. But you just said. I that... know what I said. Let's go. Mm-hmm. 
found out a few things since then. We want to find out a few more. Like what? Well, for one thing, there are four parks in this city. That's an interesting bit of information. So how did you know the murder took place at Whitegate? You said you hadn't read about it. Neither of us mentioned Whitegate. By a perfectly natural assumption, that's the largest park in town. I, I, I simply assume... For another thing, we had a long talk with Jim Clooney today. He's the dead woman's son. He told us how his mother ran into an old friend right out here on Dwayne Boulevard. She hadn't seen the man in 25 years. So what? If you've got a point, get to it or get out of here. Leonard. Leonard, please. I'll get to it, Mr. Elsner. The man's name was Melvin Berry. Leonard. Be quiet, girl. Go on, Guthrie. We checked on him. He was convicted of embezzlement up in Evanston back in 1929. Escaped from prison in 1930. He was never caught. Of course, we have his picture in prints. It won't be any trouble. I don't know what you're talking about. If this is some crazy way of accusing me of murder, then arrest me. Go on, go on. Nobody's accusing you of murder, Elsner. We know you didn't do it. Huh? What you... Of course not. You were home here. Your alibi checked all the way. That's right. But there are all the circumstances. We can't ignore them in spite of a perfect alibi. You know, Mrs. Elsner, a life like that uh, Melvin Berry lives must be a... Well, must be pretty miserable. Constantly afraid that the next time he turns around, somebody will recognize him. Always under a shadow of fear. No matter how successful he is, there's always the dread that sometime, someplace, someone will know him. Don't you think so, Mrs. Elson? Must be even worse for a woman who loves a guy like that. Wouldn't you say, Mrs. Elsa? She could never escape it, couldn't she? The more she stood to lose, like wealth and social position, the worse it got until finally... Until finally? Finally, Edna Clooney was murdered. Edna Clooney ran up against a person like that just because she recognized an old friend who had a secret. She didn't know about the secret, but she did want to borrow money. And that's all it took, wasn't it? The killer could only figure one way. Blackmail. Everything was ruined. Suddenly, all the fears and all the suspicions that had been piling up for years broke loose, didn't they? Didn't they? Yes. Carol, don't. Yes. Yes, Lieutenant. I can't take any more. I had to do it. I had to kill her. I knew it from the instant Leonard told me she'd recognized him as Melvin Berry. No other way out. No other way. I left the bazaar... Arranged to meet her in the park. When she said she wanted money, I grabbed her. Choked her. Leonard didn't know anything about it. Cleo came in with my keys. <laughs> okay. Give her some help, Elsa, until she gets hold of herself. And we'll all go downtown and put it on paper. past the innocent, the vagrant, the thief, the murderer. Listen again next week when we again bring you The Lineup. May I have your attention, please? You people out there on the other side of the wire in the audience room, may I have your attention, please? Thank you. My name is Greg, Sergeant 
that, Greb. I'll explain the lineup to you. Each of the suspects you will see will be numbered. I'll call off a number, then name and charge. If you have any questions or identifications, please remember the number assigned to the prisoner as I call his name. If you're sure or not too sure of the suspect, have him help. The lineup, starring Bill Johnstone as Lieutenant Ben Guthrie and Wally Mayer as Sergeant Matt Greb, is written by Gene Levitt and Bob Mitchell, with music by Eddie Dunstetter. Featured in tonight's cast were Gil Stratton, Ted Osborne, Parley Bear, Herb Butterfield, Robert Griffin, and Virginia Gregg. The lineup was transcribed in Hollywood by Jaime Del Valle. postseason football game of the year. The Rose Bowl contest between Michigan and California will be broadcast next Monday, New Year's Day, over most of these same CBS stations. For action, color, excitement, be sure you're on hand for this great sports event. The Rose Bowl game between Michigan and California. Dan Coverly speaking. This is CBS, where you find songs for sale every Friday night at the Columbia Broadcasting System.